I'm Tim. I'm Bryce. And welcome back to another episode of The Average. We are here with a new one, fresh in the theaters this weekend. Uh, we're talking about The Flash today. Yes, sir. So Bryce actually got to see this a couple days before I did. We had to not talk about it for a minute. And I am ready. I, I am ready to talk about this <laughs> after sleeping on it for a second. I'm, you? I had well, it was funny because I had a I had a busy week and I had a lake day and I didn't I had my phone uh, off of me all day long until I got home and so I got home and was looking through all my messages and stuff and the only message I see from Tim was I have thoughts like in all capital letters <laughs> and let me tell you <laughs> he's got I a have, lot of thoughts <laughs> I have some thoughts yeah all right he was so, always he was always surprised at my score and I'm very surprised at his score so this will be a fun episode i think yes i was surprised at your score uh your score in all honesty and we've kind of flipped positions on this one so for sure yeah that, that that's gonna be fun so uh i'm gonna try to save some of my key thoughts for the end of this but why don't we dive in we can yeah. go ahead and let's discuss <clears throat> story and plot yes would you like to kick us off or shall i um so like i said i'm gonna save some <laughs> thoughts on this one for the end but i give the story too i thought the story was okay wasn't good wasn't great wasn't amazing it also wasn't bad it was just a solid okay for me and i i should be clear i went into this movie cautiously optimistic because the Flash is a top three comic book character for me, I I love the Flash, and I actually really loved him in Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. I thought it, he did a great job, but with all the trouble this movie went through in production, it's been ten years in the making. Really, um, I was cautiously optimistic of what the final result would be, and for me, that story was a two. All right, interesting. Now, for me, on the other hand, I went into this movie, first of all, taking off my uh, lovely hatred for um, Ezra Miller as a human being. I don't hate him. I just think he's very bad in a lot of ways. But I took that he's off not, at the door. So, <laughs> I mean, Listen, I was just, uh, you know, when you go into this movie, you definitely need to leave the Ezra Miller hate just outside the door for a second, you know, separate the art from the artist. You yep, know, I, understand. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and unlike Tim, well, go ahead. Same thing going into Aquaman too. By the way, we all dislike Amber Heard, but other people spent time and effort on this movie and deserve to be supported. So, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yep. I I completely agree with that. Um, unlike Tim, though, I went in ready to honestly just tear this movie apart. I was not at all thrilled about it. Like, because I agree, I think Flash is a wonderful character that definitely needs some more love outside of the TV show. Um, great good show from what i've heard i just can't get past the awful cw um editing and effects personally um <clears throat> so yeah i was going in not really that excited to see this movie it was more this it kind of felt like more i'm going in as a this is going to be a chore because you know i gotta gotta review the movie but i was pleasantly surprised i might you could argue i might be i might be a little bit um forgiving with this score but i gave it a four out of five um, and I'll be talking a lot about this movie of like what's good and bad, talking about 
because it's two and a half hour movie. The first half, which is about the first hour, and then the second half, which is about the last hour and a half of this movie. It reminded so me. So the of, good half, the good, the bad half, and the good half. Yes, correct. Uh, uh, this <laughs> this movie, in a lot of ways, represented everything I hated and loved about No Way Home, except just a little bit better, um, because the first half makes way more sense as to what why we're doing you know all the time traveling and um multiverse stuff um, i totally agree with you then. yep totally i agree. and i gave and maybe that's why i gave it more credit there with the four just like this makes way more sense like nothing feels out of place story-wise um i thought the story was pretty tight for the most part um <clears throat> uh, i liked the explanation a lot more in this movie for why how the multiverse works it works way better than avengers does in my opinion and also when michael keaton is explaining it obviously that's always a plus um <laughs> the spaghetti analogy was nice it was it was really nice and i just felt like there wasn't a lot of they didn't really spend a lot of time on just background stuff happening or like side quests like they kind of have a couple but like they're side quests that do that need to be done. Like, you know, when he goes into the multiverse, you know, he tries to like find the justice league, et cetera. And it's like, okay, well he's going through and getting all the people that he can. And as he's doing that, he's finding out who exists, who doesn't exist, why they don't or, or whatever it is. And I thought it was well handled for the most part. I was actually impressed with it. And even going into the ending, um, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, not as thrilled about the ending. Um, I it possibly I think there's more direction that's more of a direction thing but I did I did kind of like the way they went with the ending it it was actually a really good um execution and the uh you can't have everything you want storyline um can't yeah. have your cake and eat it too and I really appreciated that um I felt like there were actual stakes in the story it didn't really feel uh, just like another world is ending thing or like the whole multiverse is ending kind of thing it kind of felt more personal with barry um and like his life and you know everything he has so i actually really like the story i thought it was decent uh for the most part more of my complaints come with the direction but we will get there later so <laughs> <laughs> uh that felt long-winded anyway next no, up that's right. is a uh, character so uh tim would you like to go first yeah i'll, <clears throat> I'll kick it off a uh, character i gave it a three and i normally judge it on character arc and I'm going to explain why later I did not like Barry's character arc. Um, but again, I am coming at this as somebody who has been a devoted reader of the comic books for going on almost a decade now and reading comic book Flashpoint. Like, I have been following The Flash for years. And so my score is coming at based on the character uh, I have read in the books and the character that was portrayed on screen. Um, I actually only gave it a three because I enjoyed what little they did with Supergirl. Uh, I actually thought she was going to be a weak point in the story, and I thought I, I kind of liked her. I, I would see more of her. Uh, it's kind of hard to judge because she didn't have a whole lot but again, in the comic book Flashpoint, Superman probably has less time than she did in this. And I also thought it was a clever switch of we can't get Henry Cavill in, but the Superman character is needed. What can we do? Bring in Supergirl. I thought that was actually a clever way to get it on screen. Um, but yeah, 
I I gave it a three. It was just good character wise. All right, <clears throat> very nice. So again, maybe I'm being too kind here, but I gave it a four out of five. Uh, yeah, I I actually liked uh Barry's arc in this movie. Like I said before, the whole story of you know trying to try. I Bruce has a really good line at the beginning of. You know, our scars make us who we are, etc. You know, you've heard it a million times, but it just feels different. One of me. the best lines in yeah. the movie. It feels different when it comes from Ben Affleck as Batman. So that was kind of that was kind of a nice line there. Yes. Um yeah, I think that really that from that scene all really sets up Barry's arc in the movie. And I just really I really enjoyed it. I kind of I kinda of liked although I'll get into it with the acting. I hated I hated like watching two Barry's on screen for the acting part of it, but um as for like the character arc <laughs> for both of them i think it actually worked out well seeing a more mature older flash with a younger flash um the idea was nice and the characters in themselves were the, the written part of it was worked i thought um uh, and we'll again we'll get to the acting later but uh yeah i thought i really liked that arc i thought it came around really nicely um you know as again leaving ezra miller hate out the door there are some really good moments where he sells it towards the end and it really works, I think. Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman feels respectfully placed with a couple of issues that I have um, that may go into spoiler territory, so I'm not going to really get into a lot of the specifics, but I think he was... Oh, I want to I hear what those issues were. Uh, okay. Uh, this one's not really a big one, but like it's the classic when they ask someone to help him, and he just says no. And you can kind of take it either way, because as he says in the trailer uh gotham is crime free so he hasn't been batman in a long time and when they ask him if, like if he's into help he says nah and it's like ah. i could see why you would think that because like his job is done he's retired but they didn't do that um or it could have been like guys i've been retired for a long time like i'm out of shape like i'm not batman anymore like they could i felt like that would have been a better way to go with that um but it like yeah. didn't bug me in the moment i guess it was just more of like after marinating on it but yeah, I, I thought Batman was fine. Supergirl, I liked a lot, and I think it was just because they used her little. Um, she's into this movie a lot less than you think she is, and I, I like that. I think that was a good move uh, for yep. the director's part. So I, I actually did Agreed. like her. Um, and yeah, everyone else does pretty good. Uh, his mom, Nora, uh, was really, really sweet and nice. She really played a good part. But yeah, uh, four out of five. I, I enjoyed most of the characters in this movie um, as they were written. So yeah, good stuff. Okay. So that takes us to music and sound. This is actually, um, I'll go ahead. We'll just, let's just keep our order going. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I gave it a four. I appreciated, I gave it a four because of the original Batman score. <laughs> That's why I gave it a four. We Danny got the Elfman. Original, yeah, we got the, uh, we got the original Batman score from 89. Triumphant return. Hearing the, uh, even, uh, parts of the theme from Batman the Animated Series, which yeah. was based on the Tim Burton uh, movies. Correct, yeah. Um, that, to me, took the score from what would have been a three up to a four. That alone, because Batman. Um, that's one of the greatest themes ever. Uh, otherwise, I appreciated that it was kind of they make a lot of references to back to the future and kind of eighties movies. And I definitely got John Williams vibes from the score, but not near as good. 
not near as deftly handled as John Williams, but there's a lot of vibrant horns and great moments that reminded me of John Williams, but fell flat ultimately. Uh, the music in the beginning was actually glaringly distracting. Mm. Uh, it was a mess, but I immediately got that this soundtrack felt more less string heavy and more horn heavy and right. leaned more, more into that like 80s sound that we are familiar with from the Indiana Jones movies and right, all yeah. of that. It was leaning into that, and I appreciated that, even though I didn't think the score was great in itself. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, that Batman Batman's theme did not quite do that for me, but it was still a, a three out of five. Um, and I was I actually when I was grading this at the end of the movie, I kind of sat there for a second and was down. like, and was thinking about it. Um. <laughs> I, I well I was again I was thinking about because it, it was great it was great to hear but I was sitting there and I was listening to the music at the end and I was like man this music is pretty good I kind of like it it really it really fits well um with the flash but I was trying to remember any of the music from the rest of the movie and I could I just couldn't remember it yeah. um and so while I think the music was good I just it's not really memorable I guess so um. I was listening for the notes from Zack Snyder's Justice League because right. he developed a beautiful theme for Flash. And I was wanting, I heard it a couple times, but it was changed, which is fine. It just didn't stand out to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was good for what it was. I didn't really like um, some of the tracks that they used in the movie. I don't think it worked super well. I, um, I would agree. Some of the. Uh, just actual songs yeah yeah some of the copyright songs i just i didn't yep. feel like they worked that well um, eh. yeah and i think that kind of drug drag drags the music back for me a little bit so yeah i thought i thought the original track tracks were actually pretty good uh as always it's great to hear batman 89 theme again uh in the movie yep. but yeah I, it's pretty forgettable for the most part and that's just kind of where i landed with that okay so then on to the editing and special effects. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I gave it a two. Okay. I gave it a two. I wanted, I wanted to believe that what we saw in the trailers was unfinished and they were going to clean that up, but it actually got worse. Yeah. The, op bit. <laughs> the opening scene at that hospital with those babies is some of the worst CGI I have seen in years. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, it's this new, like, I've been using Ant Man and the Wasp as the uh, low rung of CGI recently, but I, I'm sorry, The Flash now takes that because it looked like video game cutscenes from 2010. Right. And maybe that's being nice. It was horrible. It was. It, it was pretty bad. His suit almost never looked real, like we didn't learn anything from Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. Batman looked terribly fake many times. Uh, I actually thought Supergirl looked the best when she was in her scenes, except for when she was in that prison robe that looked like a flying potato sack. Um, <laughs> I like, I gave it a two because there are some really cool effects that they do. I <laughs> like the way they 
translated Barry traveling backwards in time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought that was a clever way to show that. And so I gave him some credit for that. There were a couple scenes where the special effects didn't take me out of it entirely. But like Ben Affleck on the bat bike at the beginning looked horrible. He was one of the roughest looking uh, characters in this movie. And that was sad to see. It was sad to see his face <clears throat> looked. It was like they couldn't even get the mask on his lower mouth right, and mm-hmm. the edges were fuzzy where it should meet the helmet. Oh, the babies that the Flash rescues from the falling building. It was like they weren't even trying to make them look real. And that whole scene of him cramming CGI food in his mouth. I oh yeah yeah the ah. <laughs> uh, it was bad. I tried to like, okay, in hindsight, I'm thinking about this movie. And I honestly got to a point where I think that scene at the very beginning is the newest scene added. Yeah. Because no, that it, makes sense. it looked, it looked so unfinished that I wondered if there was something else that was supposed to happen there. Right. That when the whole shakeup at Warner brothers happened and James Gunn came in and whatever, I wondered if they had to rewrite the beginning. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. I wondered if there were supposed to be other characters there, a different kind of event, something else that was supposed to happen mm-hmm. at that beginning. And they had to rewrite it, and it looked rushed and sloppy. And I hated to say it, but like the special effects in this movie are bad. They're not the worst I've ever seen. But honestly, you brought up the CW show and they're on par with the CW show. Yeah, that is, that's probably true. Yeah. (laughs) Which is awful to say because you expect more. I do think they improved towards the end, Mm -hmm. which is why I think the beginning was the most recent addition. But even then, Zod's face is clearly superimposed. Well, I'm not even sure it's superimposed. I'm pretty sure the rest of the scene is entirely CGI. And then they just put his face on the mask. Right. Um, it, it's rough and it, it gets distracting. So I CGI was two for me. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you for the most part. I gave it a three out of five and kind of like what you said, it was because once you get past that first half of the movie, the second half cleans it up a little bit more. And there's actually, I thought there were some pretty cool shots that they were able to do. Um, like you said, the, uh, how they visualize him, like traveling it, through the multiverse, it was interesting. And I wasn't on board at first, but it kind of grew on me because it kind of was a different take. And especially towards the end where they kind of used it for the climax in an interesting way to kind of show what was going on. I thought that was really interesting and cool to watch. Um, so like you said, credit, credit, credit there. Cause they used it for really, some really cool effects. Um, and like, yeah, you were right. Supergirl definitely looks the best. And I actually, I actually thought it was very reminiscent of Snyder, uh, early movies with man of steel and just how every single like fight and punch you feel it. Um, and that was really I, cool. Supergirl was a straight up highlight for me. Like yeah. she's one of the reasons my scores aren't lower to be honest. I, I still liked her interaction with Zod and then just like the rage she like went through and stuff. And like, that was, that was actually pretty cool. I, I, well, I, I felt that. Yes. And then she went for the, she went to like, just swing at him. I was like, Oh my gosh, that yep. that's early man of steel. I love that. That got me and on board. Her, her revelation was actually, it was actually good about like, 
you know, she comes in and at first she's like, I'm not human and then flies away. Yep. And then she comes back later and she's like, I'm Kryptonian and so is Zod, but like he doesn't represent my people. I have mm-hmm. a problem with this. And right. they did that really nicely. But yeah. anyways. Um, I thought Batman looked fine for the most part. I didn't have a huge issue with his. I actually really liked his fight scene. I thought his fight scene was the best in the whole movie, hands down. Which, which um, one? The In the prison. No, I thought that was fun. That okay, because yeah. it showed which one were you talking that about? One, that one was a man in a that one was a man in a costume. Yeah, um, yeah. At the end, when he's fighting the giant, Kryptonian. oh yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought Batman looked fine. I even thought some of the flash sequences looked fine. Um, and that was after I showed up like just a few minutes late for the movie, and I walked into the opening sequence where he's running to Gotham or wherever it was. And I was, I just walked in as he was like do, running and the music was playing. And I was just like, oh, sweet Lord, this is going to be so bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I honestly, I kind of just got used to it and it looked better towards the end, which again, maybe I'm being too nice about it, but I thought it was whatever. Um, there's, it's rough for sure. And it's bad, but I think there's enough good at the end. It's like, eh, whatever. I'll just throw a three out there. So yeah. Okay. Which takes us um, then to the script. Hmm, the script. Uh, this, this I will also get into more with my final thoughts. Uh, the script, I gave it a two. It's not, there were good moments. There were some really good lines, usually from the Batman. Um, the Batman. Yep, between <laughs> Ben and Keaton, there was some good stuff that happened. Uh, I gave it a two because because of Barry uh especially Barry number two yeah we'll get into him (laughs) yeah that's in my final thoughts like yep that's in my acting and final thoughts okay (laughs) there are some script moments in this that just do not work and are not funny and I even think some of the emotional scenes in this which I'll hit on again again at the end I have a lot about this at the end but the script in this, I thought, was written by somebody who doesn't know who the Flash is and has never read a Flash comic book in their life. That's mm. my thought on the script. So, two. And the two goes to any Batman line and any Supergirl line. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, that's... <laughs> Can you tell I'm, like, personally offended by this film? Yeah, this I'm point? like, I don't know, like, if I say... I'm sorry if I seem spacey, but it's just I'm kind of listening to what you're saying because I'm just surprised, like, this is what you... Like, this is how you felt about the movie. So I'm kind of like just like taking a break after every time you say something, just take it in nice and easy. Because now I'm second guessing, I'm like, what What did I watch again? Like, am I sure I feel this way about the movie? It, it, it's okay, <laughs> because uh, we went into it, uh, like, I thought our positions would be flipped. I thought you would hate it more than I would. Right, yeah. I thought I would be more forgiving because I love The Flash. I love DC yeah. properties. And I... Yeah. So, anyways, your script score is a uh, three out of five. Um, I thought it was just okay. Uh, I think there was enough balance of bad and good that I could get over it for the most part. You're kind of right on the dot. Um, man, it's Barry too just sucks so much in this movie. Everything he says is just like a tornado Nails siren. On a yeah, board. tornado siren going off right in your ear. Oh. Like I just, oh, oh my gosh. Anyway, that's the next few like sections here of this of this <laughs> review. Uh, 
my entire final uh, thoughts. All your entire, yeah, all the thoughts in the finals. Um, yeah, all the Batman were great. I really liked their lines and and their script for the most part. It, they had some good stuff in there. Uh, Supergirl was okay. She had some decent stuff. Made made her likable. Uh, General Zod, Michael Shannon, you know, as he he's not quite the same. It was kind of funny. He actually had a video come out of an interview for this movie. He was comparing this to like his work on Man of Steel. And he was just talking about like how this movie isn't the same for him. Like he felt like Man of Steel was more of a character-driven uh, story than this one is. He's his way of saying it was, it's like a kid playing with action figures, basically, um, which was interesting to say the least. I don't know if he was necessarily bashing this movie from that interview, but um, yeah, I, I good. Yeah, no, I think I like again. I'll get in my final thoughts, but I side with him on that whole opinion yeah. of the film. Uh huh. So. So, I, but I still liked seeing him again. It was kind of nice. I felt like he wasn't quite the same General Zod from the Man of Steel that I loved, but he was okay. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of them, really, there isn't a ton more. Uh, oh, I will say, every interaction Barry has with his family, sorry, mother slash family, those were actually really well done and well, well written, I believe. I Like I said, I feel like Ezra Miller does sell those scenes really really well especially towards the end um to a point where i was getting really emotional watching like dang this movie ah wow yeah i thought it hit really well i think he sold it um but yeah the script for the most part is just okay nothing crazy or special that you'll love about it but there's some decent lines in there so three out of five all right um acting (laughs) i i gave it a two and i'm pretty sure at this point if you've been listening along you understand my acting it falls squarely on the shoulders of Ezra Miller. So I gave it a two. And the two is in support of everybody else in this film because I would give it a zero for Ezra. And I'll get into that again in my final thoughts. So (laughs) is that it? Yeah, that's all I've got for that. (laughs) Man, I am like so off my game listening to you. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) well, um i should say i should say i genuinely liked him in Zack snyder's justice league yes the character of the flash in that movie was a flash that i could support and i was there for and actually had one of the most emotional scenes in Zack snyder's justice league i was rooting for him like i enjoyed ezra's performance in Zack snyder's justice league this movie Felt like they asked him to do the performance he did in Joss Whedon's Justice League. Interesting. Which was a joke. And so that is where <laughs> I that is where I fell apart. So that's what I have. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh we're we're on the same page here. I gave mine a three out of five. Um allow me to maybe uh just dissect a little bit more of that idea because what I kept what I kept telling myself after watching this movie, and because I was talking to Megan about it too when I got home was um that Ezra Miller's Flash is not a main character. That that's what I took away from this movie. I don't think Ezra Miller is a bad actor. I don't I haven't really seen him in anything outside of these superhero movies, so I couldn't tell you, but yeah, he was a much better side character in Justice League than he is the main character of this movie. And may, maybe, possibly, it would have been a little bit more tolerable without this 
second Barry doing everything he did in this movie. Um, I don't know if that was a director's choice or if that was an Ezra Miller, just kind of how he felt he should have acted with the character. Um, man, it's just, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I, I did not like it. I also don't like... He was acting like he was impersonating Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura. Yeah, a it little bit. It was, pretty, it was pretty annoying from him specifically. And... I, I mean, I've never really cared for Ezra Miller's Flash. I, I, that's not my favorite Flash. My favorite Flash has always been Justice League um, animated series Flash. Um, that's the one that I've really that I grew up with and really appreciate. Which actually, if I remember right, that's actually Wally West. Yes, that's the Wally West Flash. So that's kind. Of, I know there's yeah. different Flashes, yep. but like of the ones that have been brought to the screen, that's the one that I really connected with the most. Um, yeah. So anyway, we can talk more about Ezra later as well. We'll have plenty of time. But yeah, um, yeah. Michael Keaton was great. He steals the show, and he's the best character in the entire show. His acting was on point. Um, and you know, whatever you get of Ben Affleck Batman at the beginning is nice. Uh, Sasha, he's what... he is still, and I know it's a touchy subject. Ben Affleck is still the best Batman we've had on. Yes, screen. I would completely agree with that. He's he, still the best Batman. I enjoyed Keaton. Oh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed I Keaton, but he doesn't have the presence that Batman should. And even in his little time on screen as Batman, I'm like Ben Affleck is the man. Like even well, he is. Yeah, the man. I mean, Michael. See, Michael Keaton back on screen just reminds me of. Uh, for me personally, it reminded me how much I was like, man, Michael Keaton really is like Batman. Like he just, I, I think he's a great Batman and a Bruce Wayne. Now it's a, I think it worked because of the take that they were going for with Tim Burton's Batman universe. But I, man, I just loved Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman in the original ones. And I still think like after watching this, I'm just like, yeah, like Michael Keaton has it. And he is still definitely like up there, like when it comes to the Batman um, that we've had oh, over I the years. I, I still think, because before Ben Affleck, I could have probably, eh, I could have probably argued that Michael Keaton was my favorite Batman, um, honestly. And, you know, before, until Ben Affleck came in, but even then, Michael Keaton still sells it. Um, Sasha as Supergirl was good, but I think a lot more of that was just, again, the the lack of seeing her use um, in the movie. I thought she was fine. Yes. Um, you know, I, she probably still acts like a brick wall, but that's okay. Um, like I said, Michael <laughs> General Zod was was pretty good for the scenes he was in. Um, uh, what what's her name? Mar Mar Maribel. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but as Nora Allen, uh, Barry's mom, um, I actually think she was great in this oh, movie. Yeah. Um, I loved her anytime she was on scene. She's just like perfect mom material. Uh, but yeah, uh, I thought everyone did decent. But I think Ezra really, really drags this movie down. And again, that's because I think he's a side character. He's not meant to be a main character. So three out of five. That's that's where I land with that. Okay. So that takes us to the direction. Ah, maybe I was too nice about this I gave one. The, <laughs> I gave the direction a three. Um, I thought the direction was good. There were some scenes that if they hadn't have been bogged down by horrendous CGI would have been really cool sequences. Yeah. Like I actually think that hospital sequence would have been super cool if it hadn't have looked like a cartoon. Yeah. That's um, <clears throat> I think the breaking Supergirl out of captivity would have been it was still pretty cool, but it there was, was pretty awesome. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
it was it was a pretty cool scene still but there was still some like distractingly bad cgi in a couple moments right but for the most part it was pretty satisfying um i i have again in my final thoughts i have questions on why some things were chosen when i think there's a better story uh but overall i can't say that i was unhappy with the direction i just think it kind of fell a little little flat it wasn't what i had hoped based on the way andy directed the it movies i thought he directed those beautifully and i thought he directed this well if that makes sense like i don't think it was the top of his game and i'm not exactly sure it was all his fault I completely agree with that. I also don't believe this was his entire vision. Uh, this this movie definitely feels like it was chopped up and it's like a weird Frankenstein's monster of like several different Flash movies. Um, I gave mine a four out of five because I think even though it is a, a Frankenstein, I, I think it's fair to say this is not, this was not Andy's vision. That's how it feels. And I'm giving a little bit of credit there because of what we did get. That's fair. Because and I, I, again, I don't want to. I don't want to be too nice to the movie because it is still rough. But once you get past again, like No Way Home, once you get past that first half and you get into that second half, man, time just soars by you. Like it just feels so much smoother in the second half for the for me. Like I because I was going into this like, oh, you know, two and a half hours. This is a long freaking movie, um, <laughs> and I was not looking forward to that. But like I just found myself having a good time in the second half. I I lost track of time and I was just kind of going along. I wasn't checking my watch and the story was moving along at a very very good pace that made it feel like it was a lot shorter um, than it actually was. And so I I yeah. think there's some credit that, to be given there. I, there. There's some credit to be given there. And I don't I don't know what Andy had in mind. All I can all I can tell from this is that, again, Andy made great movies in the end movies. The second one, you can't really blame because the second book sucks, so do what you will with that. But well, you can... right, the ending of it is always terrible. So... Always bad. Yeah, always bad. Yep, so he, but... did, he did a nice job getting us there. So... Yeah, absolutely. But the one thing I think everyone could agree on, maybe I'm wrong about this, I think Andy has a true appreciation for... He had, a, he had an appreciation for the Flash character, I think. Um... And it showed like I definitely this movie a lot of times had a like it had almost a nice throwback to the earlier 2000s superhero feel where it did have a little bit more of a comic book feel to it. It wasn't it wasn't super over the top like Marvel is now, but it's not and it's not super serious like DC is now, but it was kind of like just a fun comic book movie that had some heavier moments in it. And, you know, it doesn't always work like the first Spider-Man is great for what it is, but it's not a. It's not a not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, um, but yeah. that's that's how I felt. Like I was, I just at one point started having fun in this movie for and enjoying it for what it was for me. I still think is a really rough movie, and you know, like in final thoughts, I'll get into. I I don't really think this is worth a movie ticket, but I think you can have fun with it still. And I thought he did a good job di- directing with whatever mess was left in front of him because you know the execs at dc can't get anything together right at all and i appreciated what he got us you know in one piece yeah that's that's fair that's fair i'm glad you feel that um, way um <laughs> no it, uh I, the only thing i'm gonna disagree with is his 
appreciation of the flash and i'll tell you why later okay. um it factor i gave it a three and mainly because in our thing uh it says it factor is still well advertised which this movie has been right it's been talked about for 10 years like this movie has been really a big oh yeah uh, it has been i guess yeah yeah it's been through like six different directors four different scripts like it's been through a mess um so it's been talked about, but ultimately it came down to the fact that I don't think it's worth a movie ticket. Yeah. I don't. I don't want it. It wasn't for me. The little kids sitting next to my wife honestly seem to enjoy it. So I think it is, for me as a pretty diehard Flash fan, it was not worth it. For kids and people who are casual superhero viewers, they seem to enjoy it. So right, yeah. that's that's where I stand on it. I I would not pay to see it again. I usually buy movies that I love on 4K when they come out. Yeah, right. And <laughs> I told my wife on the way home, I don't think I'm going to buy this one. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I fair. I'll probably stream it on Max again to see if my opinion changes, but uh I don't think it's worth the purchase. And that's hard for me to say because I never want a superhero movie to do poorly because I love that community. I love the comics. I want stuff to succeed, but I'll have more of my final thoughts on why this one was such a hard time for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I gave mine a four out of five, which might be a bit, uh, it might be a, it's probably on the lower end of the four. Um, than anything because i really bounced back and forth between it and i think i mostly gave it a four just because of the buzz it did create like you have this being the movie that officially resets the entire dc universe i don't know about you i see flash marketing everywhere i don't think there's a single person who probably doesn't know about flash unless they live under a rock and so i think that's where the four came from like this movie does kind of did cut it caught it's there's no way it didn't cause ripple effects like Everyone knew about this movie and knew it was coming out. Now, whether or not successful in the box office, I think it holds a little bit more weight than most DC movies that have come out because this is one that officially resets everything, and this is kind of the farewell to the Snyder universe, for whatever that's supposed to mean, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I, I think it holds a little bit more weight, so I give it a four, but like a very light four. It could definitely be a three and probably should be a three based on whatever the numbers are coming out. But I also agree with you that this probably isn't worth the movie ticket. But if well, you, there's, you probably know a, about The Flash because of the marketing and how much it's been pushed. Yeah. And just um, to throw this out there, we don't have Sunday numbers in yet. No. Which will make a difference being Father's Day. But currently... It has only made $55 million opening weekend and is falling behind um, uh, Spider-Verse is still winning. Well, yeah, I think we all expected that. <laughs> yeah, but it's still just, it's still just, a, it's kind of like, I don't want it to flop, but I also understand it. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that takes us then into our entertainment, which I think we can just kind of get our final scores and thoughts in with that. Um, 
would you like to uh, yeah. would you like to take the reins here and get into it? All right. So here is where most of my entire scores have come from. Grab your popcorn, um, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I, my entertainment value is a six because it was entertaining towards the end, um, which brings my total score up to a 27, which on our scale, I rated it as just good. It's, it's fine. For me, the biggest issue I have with it goes to my love of the character Barry Allen and the Flash. And I think Ezra was... I didn't think this way in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I do from this movie. I think the casting was horrible. His portrayal of Barry Allen is so far off of who I read in the comic books that I was completely taken out of the movie in the first half. His Barry Allen 2 is even worse. Um, his like pothead friends all crashing at his room and him just kind of being like an airhead skater pothead kid. I get it's an alternate reality. Uh, I didn't care for it because it's not Barry Allen. Um, even the Barry Allen that we're supposed to meet Ezra plays him at times uh, almost autistic. Hmm. And I got that in quite a few scenes as if he's autistic or as if he has Asperger's, just the way he interacts with people. But then there are moments when he's totally a different character mm -hmm. and played differently. Like the way he engages with Batman is totally different from the way he engages with uh, the restaurant clerk it's like two different people and i had a really hard time with that because that's not who barry allen is barry allen is highly intelligent forensic uh i don't know the exact word he works in the <laughs> forensic lab for the police department yeah right. he's a highly intelligent person um he's like it's kind of a running joke that he can never get anywhere on time because he's the flash but he's also not a super funny character. He's not throwing out punchlines. Mm -hmm. And that's where I appreciated in Snyderverse, we kind of handled him with a little bit more maturity. Even though he was a new hero and new to his powers, he wasn't a comic hero. Like, he wasn't out there for the laughs. And this movie was filled with laughs and things that weren't heroic. Uh, Barry going into someone else's apartment to steal beer, uh, stealing clothes off people on the street, that rubbed me wrong because Barry Allen would not do that. That, that was horrible to me. Um, and then if we can get down to the very story of Flashpoint, which this is, this is knocking off at saying it politely, um, yeah, Barry creates the flashpoint event where he saves his mother. That's all this movie took from it. They, they took that and they did not look at any of the deeper stuff that goes around it. Um, the villain in this movie is awful. I hated it. I hated what they did with it. Um, because the villain of this story is the flash and they, they lean into that a little bit, but not enough. Because in the story, Barry just wakes up one day 
and he has no more powers because his mom was never murdered. And we kind of see the before of that in this, but in this one, so in the story, he wakes up and he has no powers and the world is totally different and bad. Like the world is in bad shape. Atlantis, so Aquaman and Wonder Woman, who both made an appearance in this movie, but not in the right way. Uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with each other. Their war is threatening to destroy Earth. Superman is nowhere to be seen. They got that right. And then Batman is actually Thomas Wayne, who is way darker than Batman that we know. And Barry basically wakes up and realizes that like the world is about to end. He's got his mom. He's got memories of his mom. All of this is going on. And he's like, that's great. But he's like, this, this isn't right. Something is wrong. And so he eventually finds the villain of the story who in the comics is reverse flash Ebard Thawne who is just kind of observing because he tells Barry, he's like, you went back in time and saved your mother. He's like, that's what this is. You created this disaster. And he's like, this isn't an alternate timeline. This isn't an alternate universe. This is your world that you created and that you wanted. And this is what you did by saving your mother. And the Flash has to do this all on his own. In the comic, he meets like that version of Cyborg and that version of Batman. And they do try to save Superman. But there is no second Flash. And the decision to have that second Flash in this took away all of the emotional impact of the story for me. Because at the end of the Flashpoint story, Barry is faced with the fact that he needs to go back and let his mother die, which he kind of does in this. But it's not the same because his mother in the movie doesn't know that he's different. In fact, the whole point of that is he goes back to save his mother and then he spends five minutes with his mother before Barry too shows up. And then we don't see his mother again until the end of the movie wasted utterly wasted where in the comic he spends time with his mother and at the end he basically explains to his mother like i did this and like where i came from you died and he has memories of both in his head he has memories of before when his mom was dead and memories of his mom existing in his head and that's a struggle with him and he's sitting there having this beautifully emotional conversation with his mom and his mom tells him he needs to go back and make things right. And she says, no matter what you do, I will have had these moments with you. And he, after going back and setting things right, continues <clears throat> to have memories of birthday parties with his mom. Continues to have those memories of that life that he never actually lives, but because he did Flashpoint, he created. So he still gets those memories and those moments. And by putting the second Flash in this movie, I think they robbed our main character of that emotional impact. They robbed him of getting to sit down with his mom and have a conversation about the things that happened. They hint at it. And his lines with his mom, don't forget the tomatoes, like delivered horrendously. It was awful. 
And then at the end, it was better. Is better when he realizes he has to set things right. But the entire revelation, the entire emotional weight of the story was utterly lost on me by adding in the second Barry. That's really what this comes down to for me. I, I think the characterization of Barry was off, but then adding in Barry number two ruined the emotional impact that the story could have had. And I, I know for some people, like you said, it hit you a little differently than you thought it would. For me, who I, for those of you who don't know out there and have never watched a movie with me, I cry at just about anything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I did not shed a single tear at this movie because A, I did not believe Ezra's performance. And B, I didn't care. Because ultimately... It was an alternate universe. It wasn't his mom. It was the other Barry's mom. And it didn't work for me. It didn't at all. And maybe if the Barry characterization had been correct, I might have been on board. Or even if it had been the same characterization, but we hadn't have brought in Barry too to double down on the mischaracterization, I might have also been on board. I think there were two major flaws in this movie and that was Barry number two and making it ultimately the flashpoint was a multiversal story by creating flashpoint he changed the future of his universe not created a separate universe which is kind of what the movie hints at and then they hint that it brought it back at the I, it was kind of jumbled and in the comic it's not as confusing um but by making it an alternate universe, ultimately anything that happened there didn't matter. And I felt that way. I did not feel the stakes of the event. I did not feel any of that. And I ultimately did not like the villain, for lack of better word, realization, because it robbed the emotional impact of the story. So I was actually, I have not been this disappointed in a movie Probably, I don't even know if I could, was this disappointed in Doctor Strange because I expected it to be bad. Um, I can't remember the last time I was this, oh, the last time I was this disappointed in a movie was uh, The Last Jedi, honestly. That's... It was the last time I walked, a the walked out of the theater feeling like I had been let down. That is a bold statement to make. <laughs> I I mean, if you can't tell by that rant, like <clears throat> Barry Allen and The Flash was one of the first comic books I ever read. And so he kind of holds a special place in my heart, but like, so does Spider-Man. And the thing about all of the Spider-Man movies is they at least got the characterization right. And whether you think Toby was better or you think Andrew was better, Andrew's better in costume, but yeah, he was too cool as Peter, but it works for the ultimate Spider-Man Peter. Whereas Toby works for traditional, like they got some part of it right. I don't think they got Barry Allen right in this movie. They got, they were closer in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but this one was just off. And I felt it from the beginning, even his like, I'm just the Justice League's janitor. Why do I have to go save these babies at the beginning? That's not Barry Allen. Barry um, Allen wouldn't have questioned. 
he would have saved the babies without complaint. All right. So <laughs> that's my final spiel. Okay. I think some of that does hold some water. Uh, I don't know Barry <laughs> personally enough to really have much of a comment on that. Uh, but I'll, I mean, I, 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 I understand that part of it for sure. Um, here's, here's kind of where I think we're going to, here is where I know we disagree. So I, well, you can, you bring like, I'm bringing from comic fan perspective. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've been reading that. So you can bring it more like as a casual viewer, like you enjoy superhero stuff and you're not as attached to the character as I am. Well, it's so I watched, I've seen the animated movie of the flashpoint. Um, which is one of my favorite like superhero animated movies I've seen. Um, yeah. And kind of to your point, I know they were, I knew they were going to be pulling from that storyline. I didn't know if it was going to be exactly the same until we like got trailers and stuff. And then I realized, okay, so it's not going to be the same. And so I kind of went into this movie, not expecting to watch flashpoint. I knew that it was going to be on the similar base of how like it all happens it's just more of, are we going to get the same villains? Are we going to get the same characters? And, you know, the characters obviously was obvious. Um, to your point of the villain, I don't think it bugged me that much. I don't think it was a great villain. I, don't, I think the ending could have been, had a little bit more punch to it. I agree. But I don't think it's bad. I think it makes sense for where the story was heading in the second half. And it justifies having that second flash in the movie because it makes sense towards the end. I'm just going to give a fair warning for possible spoils. I'm trying not to spoil anything because it's hard to, when you're getting this deep into it. But I, I think the ending, uh, the villain antagonist, better put probably, of this movie is justified because of that second flash. And that's the only reason that it makes sense at all in this movie. Um I really don't think it took anything away from the relationship between him and his mom. Like I said, I think that ending sequence is hits pretty hard. I think I liked it. I, I know the flashpoint is different where he gets time to like, you know, spend with his mom and talk about, you know, stuff for what, five minutes or whatever it was. I really like this one because kind of what I was saying earlier, I believe the character arc of Barry does come full circle because of that choice he makes. And it's not just him talking directly to his mom, but you know, rather as a stranger, like you see in the trailer, like uh, that, that just hits a lot deeper and it feels a lot more like uh, as a true character arc and coming like him coming into his own of, Hey, I got to make this really, really hard decision. And this is the last time I'm going to see her. And I think it even hits even harder when you look at the rest of the movie and how he only got to spend such little time with his mom. That was never a part of his plan going into this, you know, the, into the events of this movie. It was never his plan to spend that little time with her and then come to the realization at the end of, oh, this can't be the way it is. And then he has to make that full decision. It's not a conversation he gets to have with his mom. In fact, his mother's words towards the end actually make it that much harder to make said decision. And so the fact that he still carries through with it, I think that adds a lot of depth and character arc and just really, I, it makes me more attached to him, not as Miller, but you know, the Barry in that movie. And I get it. He's not like the Barry of the comic books and every, you know, all directors have different takes of the characters. Very few actually hit right on to what the characters used to be in the comic books. But I, you know, maybe that is what it is just more as a casual superhero uh, viewer that was fine. I was fine with how this movie came together at the end with with that dynamic. 
because I think it still hits. It still does have an emotional punch to it. It may not hit for some people more than others, especially if you prefer the way that the Flashpoint did it. But I think it still works for the story that was told beforehand. Um, in case you didn't know, I gave <laughs> I gave it a direction of seven, and my final score comes to a thirty-five, um, which feels maybe a little higher than I would give it. Probably would want to bring that down a little bit, but yeah, I I think the direction once you get past the beginning and you know you start getting into the flashpoint events i think the movie's fine it's you know it's well paced you you just got to get over some flaws of the movie and wait till you get to batman basically but yeah i i don't think it's worth a movie ticket i personally won't be buying it on dvd necessarily but if you're looking for a nice easy to watch fun blockbuster movie superhero movie right now that's out there, so you can go watch it. Across the Spire Verse is probably a better movie. To, it's definitely a better movie to go watch, I would say. But this one's still fun, and you can have fun with it still. Um, yeah, uh, I think that about covers my uh, yeah. final thoughts. I don't think it's awful. It's definitely messy and flawed. Um, but I think there are still some stuff you can take away from it and say, yeah, it was enjoyable. I had fun. Well, I think that was a productive conversation of disagreements. Because yeah. uh, I think if you're listening out there, uh, I do. I did walk away thinking that Grant Gustin on the CW has the personality of Barry more yeah. than Ezra does. Totally. <clears throat> um, and that's CW writing aside. He had that characterization down, and I was missing that in this film. I also, while you were talking, I remembered the mother's death. Um, they didn't really touch on the cause of her death in this movie. Yeah. And that is that was another frustration I did have because this movie exists because of her death. Mm -hmm. And the villain at the end, the connections weren't made that needed to be made. And it was... That that was another spot of contention for me, but I think overall, overall, our score brings the movie to a thirty-one, which is good. That feels right, and I I agree that feels right. Even personal travesties aside, uh, for storytelling and acting, the movie's rough. Like we covered that, the editing, special effects are pretty rough. Spots of the script, you can almost feel the rewrites at times. Yeah, definitely. So it's a rough movie, but it does still manage to entertain. Yeah, I think this will be a lot of this will be a lot of the talk behind it. It's going to be very split and for all very different reasons. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people. I mean, I'm kind of surprised with how many people are saying that this is like a great movie. I've seen a lot of eight out of tens and nine out of tens for this movie, and I genuinely question like where you're getting that where where you get where you get off first of all you know as a human being <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding but i think this will i think our we have a good balance of like a, of what most people will probably feel for this movie um but if you enjoyed it more i mean good for you i think that's totally fine and i can see where you would find that enjoyment for sure by all means i don't want to ruin your enjoyment of the movie um, I Never. think the greatest thing that could come of this is truly like introducing people who don't know who the Flash is, introducing right, yeah. them to the story, and then sending them to the source material 
if you enjoyed the movie, go read the Flashpoint storyline. And that's yeah, not sure. to, that's not me saying go do it so you can see how bad the movie is. That's mm-hmm. me saying if you enjoyed this, there is so much more to the Flash. Yeah. Like, in my list of superheroes, it is Batman, Spider-Man, The Flash. Those are my favorites. Mm. And that is because The Flash has so has such a great supporting cast of characters from Iris to uh, Wally West. There's Captain Singh. Like, there's so many. He has a great list of rogues villains that I would have liked to see because really the Flashpoint is a trilogy capper. It's not a movie you kick things off with. Mm-hmm. Like we could have had Captain Cold in here. We could have had Boomerang who we've seen in other movies. Like right. he has so many great villains. Gorilla Grodd is another one. Like you can go yeah, on. Yeah, that's a good one too. Like the Flash is a great character. So if you enjoyed the movie, go pick up the source material. Honestly, go watch the CW show go there's a lot of great flash material out there and i don't think the character gets enough love he is a truly cool superhero go check it out well put encore encore <laughs> i think that wraps us up for today yeah that uh, that feels about right uh <laughs> <laughs> so with all that being said that was our review for the flash not to be confused with the tv show uh but yeah uh like he said uh please go watch this movie and go check out other flash stuff for sure um i am curious to see what some people do say about this uh send us your scores in if you see the movie we'd love to continue to add more scores to get a better average um to see kind of where people land on this movie uh you can follow us on facebook on instagram at, at the average uh then you can follow me on twitter bryce crispy uh i do average stuff on there uh just to get on twitter and then you can follow us uh view and listen to our stuff on youtube rumble uh just the average for those and then spotify also uh is there anything else i'm missing i feel like i'm missing something i don't think so. as always if you're new if you're listening for the first time maybe drop in to catch us over on instagram shoot us a message with recommendations what would you like to see us talk about next and include in that message your score Go hit our uh, in our link tree there. You can fill out a scorecard for the movie you want us to review. And we can add your score into that movie. And we'll talk about it when we record the episode. But send us those requests. Please. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me too. So thank you guys once again for listening to our episode. We hope to see you guys next time.